everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the 8 o'clock spot right here on the Grid Network. I am your host, Bryson Carver, as always. we got a couple panelists today, actually three panelists. Uh, uh, somebody looked to, to show up a little late, so we'll, we'll get him on just a minute. I'm docking him 50 points, dang it. He was late. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, Devin Nettles, uh, and he shows up. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll wait for you, Barry. Uh, Devin Nettles of the At The Bank podcast on the Grid Network and the My Thoughts, My Opinion podcast. Devin, sir, how are you doing on this beautiful Tuesday night? Your mic's muted. Your mic's muted, buddy. Hang on. Football season has arrived, baby, and I cannot wait. Well, Bryson, I'm disappointed in you, my guy. I thought you was going to be wearing your Steelers gear, man. I thought we was going to have this clash of the – and you disappointed me today, Bryce. But, you know, football is here, though, so I'm, I'm pumped. I, 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 and listen, I, I, I'm right there with you, buddy. It, it is going to be so fun. Uh, now to the uh, to the man who the, you know this. He's like the Patrick Mahomes of the show in the sense that the worst case scenario for him is a semifinal matchup or a championship matchup, rather. Uh, Barry Grant Jr. So I can't ask why so serious this week. It's not a DC character, I guess. Uh, uh, what uh, what is that? This sir is a crown. This sir has proven that I am the dominant. Uh, eight o'clock spot contestant here. It, it's it's obvious, yeah. right? It's obvious. So it is what it is, man. I have nothing to say about in the world of sports. I really don't care about what's going on in sports until Thursday. So let's get it going. And the king is here. You're not technically the king because you're not the defending champion. Uh, so I am the points team. leader, sir. Don't don't okay. don't try to okay. put my stuff down. Okay. Right, whatever. Whatever. One of our champions of the past, though, Alfred Parsar Jr., Grid Network contributor, big Jets fan, so I'm sure he's very excited about Monday night and the season moving forward. Alfred, sir, I know your Mets are struggling, but your Jets, a lot of big expectations, man. How you doing? I'm good. It's Tuesday night, and, uh, you know, everybody who's watching this is watching the uh, the right show, and it's my delight to be here. Well, it's very, it's very exciting to have you here on the show today, my man. It's, it's, it's going to be fun. Uh, I, I have a feeling that we have a – we we could have a potential matchup regarding uh you know Barry and, and Alfred. Obviously, listen, Devin Devin's been in the mix as well. Devin's been in the mix as well. So you know we'll see what happens when it's all said and done. Yeah, don't but don't before- don't try to don't try to put down my man Devin. My man Devin uh, has been hey. in the finals. You know, respect the Dev. Don't don't try to don't try to do that. I know what you're doing. I know hey, what you're doing. No, no, no. Hey, listen. Okay? Everybody in the Grid Network group chat, yes, we have a group chat, folks, has been out here putting Devin down. I've been the one coming to your defense, me being the Steelers fan. So I, I, I got your back, Devin. I'm just just trying to, to fire things up just a little bit, okay? I'm just trying to trying to make it fun. Okay, so before we get into anything, let's look at the leaderboard. Uh, let's see. Actually, no, that's the old leaderboard. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. This is the, this is the real leaderboard. This is the real leaderboard right here. Uh, so we got uh, Barry Grant Jr. again. He, he's the king. He's in first at over 25,000 points. Dalton Brown, who won last week, he's at 12. Thousand Alfred, there you are, a little over eleven thousand points. Followed by Devin at forty seven hundred. Maybe Devin takes uh, the you know, that second place spot this week. Who knows? Mike Guido, Mike Frozone Guido, rather at seventeen hundred. We need to get him back on the show soon. Adam Bestie of the Cowboys Camp Head Podcast at eight fifty, and our friend from the Fan Perspective Podcast, John Rivera at seven hundred. So if we can go ahead and, and look at our first round rules with three contestants. So as always, a great take gets you two hundred points. A good take gets you one hundred points. An okay take gives you fifty, and a bad take, uh, you know, unacceptable take. You're 
you're, 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 you get nothing. It's a big fat goose egg, uh, as always. And of course, I am the judge of all this. I hold all the power, so it's very, very exciting. Let's move to our first topic. It's really been the talking point in all of sports right now. Is prime time Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, and the Colorado Buffaloes going on the road against a TCU team ranked 17th in the nation that had just played in the national championship game, going on the road as 20 point dogs and winning 45 to 42. Shador Sanders had the game of his life, had a Colorado school record for passing yards. Uh, you have uh, numerous players, four players for Colorado go for uh, over 100 yards. You had Travis Hunter uh, with the big game as well. Big interception, a touchdown catch for him as well. A remarkable performance for Colorado. And as we sit here today, they are the 22nd ranked team in America. So I will start with you, Devin. Uh, were you shocked by the outcome of the game? Uh, and do you think Colorado, Dion can get Colorado to, to a place where we, we look at them as a respectable college football program? No, I wasn't really that shocked, um, honestly, because I see that TCU had lost a lot of firepower from last year. Um, so I looked at it, it was almost an even playing field kind of. And Colorado came out and did what they've been talking about all summer, <laughs> was that we are here, we're going to make some noise, and we're going to be the guys that's going to uh, open up some eyes. And pretty much they opened up a lot of eyes that, to the point that Shador uh, Sanders has been player of the week, man. Like, player of the week already with four touchdowns and over 500 yards. You know what I mean? They're not – that don't even stop there. Travis Hunter, get defensive player of the week. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he played over 119 snaps or somewhere around 119 snaps that game. We you know playing both sides of the ball. And then it don't stop there. The dude, Dylan, the, he, oh, all, man. he gets a freshman of the week. With, uh, for him having 177 all-purpose yards. So it, you see that uh, Colorado has the team and honestly can be a scary team if they can stay healthy and stay the course and just don't let just one game be that big game. You know what I mean? They got to understand they got still got some big teams coming out of uh, – still in front of them and just getting into the top 25 just don't stop you there. They got to keep going. But shout out to Coach Prime, though. Absolutely, and they've got uh, Nebraska this week. I believe they're two-and-a-half-point favorites in that game, and I know there's a huge matchup a month down the road. Very excited for them to play USC. Caleb Williams, Shadur Sanders, that'll be fun as well. Um, and, and, and again, you're, you're absolutely right in the fact that, you know, this is – you, know, you can't let the one game define you, but in the same sense, you know, a lot of folks were like, hey, Colorado, this is this is like a gimmicky move by Dion. It's just to promote his brand. Well, I got news for you. He's primetime Dion Sanders. He can do a lot of things to promote his brand. He doesn't have to coach. He's doing this uh, to help these kids out, obviously, in this case, uh, bring Colorado back to prominence. I'll go to you, Barry. You've been, I, I guess, right there along with me as this, you know, very much a pro Dion Sanders type of guy, um, you know, with, with Colorado. And do, were you shocked by them going on the road and beating TCU? And do you think Colorado can get back to prominence? No, nah, I wasn't really shocked in regards to the fact that they beat TCU. I mean, you know, I don't want to repeat what Devin said, but they lost a lot of guys. And at the end of the day, TCU, they were in the national championship last year. And were they really in the national championship last year? Because they got the doors blown off of them. So when you, when, when you can have a high-octane offense um, like Colorado was going to have, I mean, you, you know it was going to be a shootout. It wasn't going to be a – you know, that 20-point that underdog thing was a little bit more – personal shot at Dion more than it was a talent disparity because the thing is with college football that people don't realize or don't want to speak about is that they don't want Dion to succeed because the way he does things is not the traditional college football way of doing things he's the man when it comes to the transfer portals he 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 allows his players to be two-way players 
What coaches in, in, in the nation allow that? They don't want that. You got to focus on one position. Dion is a guy that came from a two-sport uh, background. He played 10 years in the major leagues. He played, you know, he's a Hall of Fame, uh, uh, um, you know, cornerback. So why he's going to be that guy to be able to say, listen, anybody that wants to play two sides of the ball, come play with me. And they don't like that. They don't like his bravado. They don't like all of that stuff. So they want to see him fail. And him winning is a is a is a is a, a a beautiful thing for college football. And it's a big smack in the face to those old traditional people that want to see him fail. So I loved it. Yeah, and you're you're right in the sense that he's he's really built Colorado obviously very quickly through the transfer portal. Obviously, bringing a lot of guys in from Jackson State, and he caught right. a lot of criticism. I was one of the I feel like I'm one of the few who defended him. He caught a lot of criticism when he first went to Colorado, and he told the initial Colorado team, a team by the way that went one and eleven last year, right. and, and their average margin of uh, of loss I think was 29 points a game. They were terrible. And Dion goes in there and says like I, I'm bringing new guys in, so most of you aren't going to be here next season. And uh, you know, obviously, thus they're coming, and, and obviously they backed it up uh, against uh, TC. You and obviously a tough schedule ahead, but from what they show on a Saturday, they've got just as good a chance as anybody to to, to really make some noise this season. I'll go to you finally, Alfred. Your thoughts on uh, Prime Time's win against TCU, and do you think Colorado's you know sort of back in the spotlight where they were about 25, 30 years ago? I'm going to hold off on jumping on the Colorado bandwagon, and and I'll, I'll I'll bring some some numbers to you to make this argument. Now, usually, and and for those of my friends who bet on sports. Usually the saying is Vegas knows. Usually when they draw up a line, there are reasons why the line was TCU to cover 20, 20 uh, point five points and over. So the reason being number one, you got to remember, yes, as, as Barry uh, alluded to, uh, Coach Prime cleaned house. Only 10 of the uh, Colorado players from last season are still on this year's team. That's number one. Granted, some of the guys who transferred in were with Coach Prime for Jackson State. Okay, whatever. Number two, TCU is coming off as the runner-up in the national championship game, so that had a lot to do with it. And number three, when you take into it, when you take everything into it in college football, when you're the visiting team, you're at a disadvantage because those college football crowds are crazy. They can take you out of a game mentally. So I think they just, I think TCU might have just taken them for granted. Oh, this team is an unranked team. We're number 17 in the nation. They probably figured, oh, we could uh, flip the switch at halftime or whatever once they found themselves down. And for whatever reason, TCU just couldn't. Colorado wanted it more. Uh, Coach Prime wanted to make a statement. But I think winning that game was was more of a mental thing for Colorado because when you look at the sports books, 92% of people that bet on that game bet on TCU. So Colorado were the only guys who probably thought that they could win. So I'm going to owe it to wanting it more and for Coach Prime to make a statement saying, yeah, I I can take on one of the big dogs. But, you know, in college football, returning starters and returning players are everything. Uh, That's why uh, when you look at the betting previews, they make sure to tell you, oh, well, this team is returning the exact same defense or this team lost one starter or what have you. It's a new coaching staff, 90% of a new team under a, under a new, a new playbook. So will this, will this, uh, I'm not quick to, to say uh, that this success will be sustained. I'm going to sit back and I'm rooting for coach prime, but I'm going to sit back and, uh, and take a seat and watch the rest of the season unfold before I, uh, I'd say they're legit or not. Yeah. And that's fair. And, but I will say one thing that you brought up the fact that 
that TCU they lost a lot of guys in Colorado. This is a new team. I would almost say I would give Colorado that much more props because sure TCU's got a lot of new guys, but you have to consider the fact that TCU a lot of those guys were on TCU last season. They were backups. A lot of these guys, Dion's bringing in some new guys from other places through the transfer portal. It's a new environment, Colorado. Like this is new, new, new for almost everybody. I think they replaced. I think I saw a stat they replaced like eighty five percent of last year's Colorado roster. So it might as well be a brand new program that just happens to be the Colorado Buffaloes. Uh, so for him to go in there was was obviously very impressive. Before we get to our scores to the first uh, first round, let's see, we got Mac uh, seventy three seventy three in the comments. So somebody is feeling themselves with the crowd. Who, who would you possibly be referring to, Mac? Uh, it's, it's, hang on. Oh, okay. I see what you're talking about. I see what you're talking about there. Yeah, OG. He is feeling himself, OG. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. By the way, folks, if you if you want to uh, give your thoughts to the comments, feel free to chime in. We will uh, we, we will put your thoughts up here and, and see what you have to say. So uh, let's go to our point totals thus far. So uh, Devin, I'm going to give you 200 points. I thought that was a really good take on your part. And especially, I, I like the fact you brought in, because I'm very much a, I guess like you as well, very much a week-to-week thing. Like, it's it's a process. Like, it's kind of like the Jets are talking about, hey, let's go win the Super Bowl. It's like, well, you got to take it week by week. That's how the Patriots did it. That's how the Chiefs have done it. Uh, so that that is, I, I, I respected that on, on your part. So I gave you the 200 points there. Uh, Barry, you are, I gave you 200 points as well. You are 100% right <clears throat> in, on the fact that, you know, there's this very much anti Deion sentiment by sort of the old guard in college football, so to speak. Uh, and, 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 you know, for the fact it was sort of like a middle finger of sorts by Dion, Absolutely. by the Colorado Buffaloes. And you could see that even from, from you know, family members of the players and from Prime. Uh, it, it was good to see. Uh, I only gave Alfred 100 for the re- – I thought it was a good take. But the only reason I gave you 100, Al, is because, again, I think you're discounting the fact that this is a brand-new roster. This is – again, this isn't just Jackson State in Colorado. It's a lot of guys from Jackson State, a lot of guys the transfer portal, and then sprinkling in some guys from Colorado. Uh, I, I think that's I think that's more important you give it credit for. Sure, those were TCU's backups last year, but they were on the roster. They know the playbook. They know Sonny Dykes uh, and, and what TCU does over there. So I gave you 100, but it was a good take. It was a good take. We, we haven't had an okay take thus far. So uh, let's move on to our second segment. But before we do, let's look at second round rules. Basically the same as the first. You just double it up. So a great take earns you 400 points, a good take 200, an okay 100, uh, okay take 100 points, and a bad take, uh, you get, again, zero points once again. So let's move to our second uh, subject. First NFL topic. And fellas, let's just, let's just rejoice for the fact that this is the first week of the NFL season. We got five months of football college, pro, high school. I don't care what level. Football's back, ladies and gentlemen. And we got a game on Thursday night between the Detroit Lions and the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm going to ask you straight up, uh, who wins this game? I'll start with Barry in this on this question, because obviously we saw the news. Travis Kelsey likely will not be available for this game with a hyperextended knee. Who wins, the Detroit Lions or the Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday night? Well, I mean, for you, you know, you've been riding the the, the Detroit Lions uh, train pretty, pretty hard, Pauls, over the last few months. But I will definitely say this, that you can't bet against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. They are the defending champions. They're going to be, you know, they got their rings. It's banner day or banner night, whatever you want to call it. They're going to be ready regardless. Now, we know that Travis Kelsey is going to be out, you know, with the you know hyperextended knee you know, probably two to four weeks with that. Um, you know, they don't sound too concerned about it. So if it's going to be one game that you're going to miss, pro- you know, Travis Kelsey for, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. I think the Chiefs can be able to have enough to be able to um to to withstand a, a ferocious Detroit Lions uh, offensive attack. The one thing that, that I, I know that's going to be a big issue for the Lions is that, um, you know, the quarterback, I, I I always forget his name. I, I call him Jimmy Lee Curtis. Jared Jared Goff, he doesn't play that well on the road. If you look at his splits from last year, 
Most of his touchdowns came at home. He didn't look good on the road. So he's an arrowhead. This is the biggest place to play football, and they had the biggest home for home field advantage. So although they're missing Travis Kelsey, although they're missing Chris Jones, they're still going to be effective because they have that crowd, and they're the Super Bowl champs, and they're going to be ready for that game. So I had the Chiefs winning that game. That's fair. And also, too, I mean, this, the, I will say one big thing, not saying I'm picking Detroit or picking Kansas City one way or the other. By the way, the line was at six and a half. Now with the Kelsey injury and the fact that Chris Jones also won't be available for this game, it's down to five. So that feels like a line like, could you bet Kansas City to cover that? Like that right. that feels like, a, you know, something that you might actually consider now with those two injuries. Uh, but yeah, you make some fair points, Bear. I'll go to you, Alfred, now. Who wins between Kansas City and Detroit? Do you think the, the injuries slash holdouts affect Kansas City? Or do you think the Chiefs pick up right where they left off from the Super Bowl last year? Chiefs are picking up right where they left off. Various reasons. Number one, like Barry said, they're an arrowhead. It's a home game for the Chiefs. We all know that that Chiefs fan base at home is is, is bonkers. They're crazy. Um, they 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 could be effective enough to 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 deafen the stadium to the point that uh, the headsets and the quarterback helmet won't work. That's number one. Number two, it's a prime time game. How many prime time games did the Detroit Lions have last season? One, the Thanksgiving game, the same Thanksgiving game they lose every season. So I, I, I don't think they're ready for week one, fireworks, uh, ring presentations for the defending champions. Jared Goff is not ready for that. Um, and, then, and then look at the losses. They lost Jamal Williams. That was their most effective weapon on, 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 on the ground last season. He went to New Orleans. So, I mean... I don't, I don't, I don't see, I don't, I'm not saying they're going to get blown out. The Kelsey injury, yeah, it drop, it, and the Chris Jones injury, yeah, it's going to drop the line, but look who lines up under center for, for the Chiefs. It's the Houdini of the gridiron, Patrick Mahomes. Even, we, we've seen Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs on bum ankles make magic happen and win games. We've seen him be a, a, a um, where his team was a three and a half point underdog in the biggest game of the year, the Super Bowl, and he came out and beat the Eagles whether the Eagles fans want to cry about a holding call or not, he still won the game. Patrick Mahomes is primed and prepped and ready for this. It's 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 going to be another win. I think they win by – I think they cover the spread. They'll win by a touchdown. Next. Wow. Very dismissive of the eventual NFC championship participants, the Detroit Lions. That's, that is very, that's very interesting, Alfred. That's, it's very interesting. Uh, by the way, there, there's this guy, Jameer Gibbs, who plays for the Detroit Lions, who's going to be very good in the NFL. Uh, yes. He's better than Jamal the, Williams. The, the, Jamal. the Lions will be on hard knocks in five seasons. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Next. Kneecaps a biting. Okay, let's move to uh, to Devin, finally. Uh, obviously, <clears> listen, <throat> the, the, the Chiefs are like r- kind of right in the way for our teams, the Ravens, and they are, of course, really in, 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 you know, in, in Alfred's way as well. It's a Jets fan, uh, but they're in the way. Your Ravens, uh, Devin, and my Steelers. So, you think Kansas City gets it done on opening night again as a five-point favorite with the injuries to Kelsey? Do you think Detroit comes in, makes a statement, and kicks this NFL season off with a bang? I think the easy answer would go ahead with the Chiefs and go ahead and clear the ball with everybody. But I'm going to go ahead and be different. I'm going to go ahead and be Barry's nickname right now, the Rich. I'm going to throw a little monkey in oh, it. Look at this. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Lions. I think that losing the RB enemy uh, is going to be a little bit different play calling. I think not having your uh, number one guy is not going to be there. And then having pretty much uh, one of your best guys on defense is not going to be there. I'm not saying that Detroit is going to come out and, and blow Kansas City out, anything in that nature. But I think Kansas, I think Detroit has the 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 team and is ready now since has Alfred has called them out and said that they lose every primetime game on Thanksgiving. So I think that now 
why why keep turning the history? Why keep following the history? Why there's something we need to go ahead and follow our, our logo, our, our motto here. Dare to be different. It's time to be different for the Detroit Lions now. And I think that the Detroit Lions will win the division uh for them and they're gonna win the open the game. Interesting. Interesting take. I, I, I do like the fact you were different. You, you know we like that here at the Grid Network, as always. Uh, <laughs> so I will start with you, uh, Barry. I think that was a great take. I, I, that was a great take. Again, I, again, I, I'm not going to reveal my pick until uh, carving it up tomorrow, just for the record. But uh, I, I thought that was a, a good pick on your part, especially to consider the fact that, listen, uh, J- the in the stat about Jared Goff on the roadside, I actually wasn't aware of that stat. So Alarming. especially to, you know, in Arrowhead, that's as, that, that that's a tough stage. Although I, I don't think the I don't think the stage is going to be too big for Jared Goff. I think it's just he's a dome quarterback. He loves playing in that Ford Field in Detroit. Uh, so that, you know, playing that grass outdoor, you know, in Kansas City could be, could be a problem. Alfred had a similar take, but I docked your points, Alfred, and here's why. I thought it was a good take, but I docked your points for this reason. You said this stage will be too big for Jared Goff, the same Jared Goff who has played in a Super Bowl. A same Jared Goff who's played a lot that. of the playoff. He didn't win that Super Bowl. Wait, 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 wait. I'm it. the host. I'm the host. I'm the host. Okay. <laughs> he went on the road to New Orleans, beat the Saints in the NFC Championship game. He That's went right. on the road to Lambeau last year and, and, and retired Aaron Rodgers in a Packers jersey. Probably the reason you, you got him or a reason you got him. You can thank, actually thank Jared Goff. Show some, show some, you know, some, some, some gratitude for Jared Goff. Uh, <laughs> Alfred, That's just, don't, don't hate on, on a guy who's. You know, a top twelve quarterback in the league. He's no scrub. He's no scrub. So it's just you gotta be gotta be careful. Devin, I, I I gave you I gave you max points, buddy. I, I gave you max points for the fact that not only were you different, you made some very interesting points regarding the Detroit Lions and the fact that you sort of played it into what I was saying. Like this this environment isn't too big for him. Dan Campbell, he, this is he this is what he loves. He, this is how he's coached the Lions to get to this point to be a potential NFC Championship uh, you know contender and, and put Kansas. And if you go on the road and beat Kansas City, you'll. You'll make a statement. You you will absolutely make a statement and put the whole NFL world on notice. Uh, Chris West uh, likes what's going on here. Uh, so listen again. If you guys want to chime My in the guy. comment section, absolutely feel free. Your guy Devin. So let's move on to our third topic. But before we get into our third topic, let's look at our third round rules again. The same as the second, just double it up. A great take awards you eight hundred points. A good take four hundred points. And okay, take okay take gives you 200 points and a bad take still at a big fat goose egg let's move on to our third topic stay in the nfl and actually moving to alfred jets so dj reed who plays for the new york jets uh was talking recently about how uh this jets defense has a lot of uh potential if i can read the quote right here he said i'm very confident i think we have the potential to be the best defense in the nfl and honestly i think we could be historical uh not just the best defense in the league but i think we can have a historical defense like the 85 Bears, like the Legion of Boom in Seattle in 2013. I think we could be that dominant if we put all things together and just focus on the now. Man, that's a big statement for a guy who is not Sauce Gardner and is not Quentin Williams, but he's showing the confidence. I will start with you, Alfred. You're a resident Jets fan. Your thoughts on this, and can the New York Jets in 2023 be the equivalent of the 2013 Legion of Boom in Seattle or the 85 Bears defense? I think so. I mean, we've seen classic defenses come and go in the last 10 years. Whether it was the Legion of Boom, whether it was Saxonville, um, I, whether it's the Steel Curtain in Pittsburgh that comes up every two to three years, like I, 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 I firmly am a believer in what DJ Reed is saying. Um, look, look, look at the defense j- just by position. We've got DJ Reed on one side as a corner. We got Sauce Gardner on the other side. Sauce Gardner had the craziest year a rookie defensive uh, back could have uh, ever in NFL history, I think. Then you look at you look at our the rest of our defensive core. We got both Quincy and Quinnen Williams. Quinnen Williams, by the way, earned that contract. Um, 
contrary to what some people say. And then, like, the, the defense is, is just amazing. And the Jets have always been known for what throughout the history of the franchise? Not the offense, the defense. And with this defensive unit, I'm pretty sure that uh we'll be we'll be winning games because of the because of the defense if the offense doesn't hold up and uh we're 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 probably gonna end up hurting some guys so um i think i think he's right do i want to go 85 bears the game is different i'm not gonna i wouldn't make a comparison that far back only because in 85 you could have got you could have got away with with assault on a football field so uh we're not in the days of, of, of Dr. Jack Lambert and, and, and all those guys anymore, Jack Tatum. So I, I'm not going to go ahead and say 85, but out of the last 10 years, we probably have a, a crazy formidable defense. And uh, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs and those boys in Buffalo will feel that on Monday night. That's interesting you make the point about how you know the case for the Jets, if they are a great defense this year, and they certainly have the, the personnel to be just that, that, that the argument would be similar to kind of like the 85 Bears in that that offense was subpar. I think the Jets' offense will be better than the Bears' offense in, in 1985. But you know, if you look at historically, that Bears' offense was bad. That Bears' you know defense was keeping them in games. You could argue the same for the Seattle Seahawks Legion boom uh, back in 2013. Certainly, some games that, that defense was able to to win their form. So it's a very interesting point on on, on your part. To Devin now, uh, can the Jets in 2023 be like the 85 Chicago Bears? No way. <laughs> no way, you know, for a couple of reasons. Number one, I'm mad that y'all keep on forgetting my 2000 Ravens, man. What arguably the toughest defense that any team can arguably uh, went up against. But anywho, you know, I mean, I don't think that the Jets will be 85, uh, like no 85 Bears. Number one, Alfred, Alfred already kind of said it, that the game has changed. The way that the uh, ref and the game is refereed to uh, to the offense and catered to the offense, it's no way that you're going to be able to completely shut out an offense. Um, I'm pretty sure the Jets, I haven't seen their schedule, but I'm pretty sure they, they got some tough teams. And a couple of their teams is coming out of their division. I'm pretty sure the Bills is already going to have, uh, um, have them on their target list because they already feel threatened that, they are uh, get ready to dethrone them from the AFC East Championship. I'm pretty sure Miami has something to say once you come down to Miami. And, you know, if Miami can have that high-power offense, they started off with in the beginning of last year. So uh, I don't think that um, the Jets will become a top-rated defense far as the 85 Bears, 2000 Ravens, or even the Legion of Boom. Um, I, I think they have a great defense. I think their defense will – have them in games a lot this year, but far as the stat wise of them getting uh, put up there as uh, them top defenses, I don't think so. Yeah, and you bring up an interesting point. DJ Reed didn't mention this in the, in, in the quote. Uh, to be fair, but listen, I, I do agree that the 2000 Ravens defense is the greatest defense of all time. That defense literally, literally won the. F I remember they went weeks without scoring an offensive touchdown like that. Defense run by Ray Lewis and and, and company. That was it, was it was incredible what they were able to to do to to numerous offenses. Even as a Steelers fan, I gotta I gotta give you love in that regard. Uh, finally, to Barry. Uh, by the way, as a former Jets fan, uh, by the way, uh, smartly <laughs> in, in in fairness, did leave the franchise uh, years ago. I think it was when they drafted Geno Smith. And look at Geno Smith now. Look where he is now in Seattle. Took him uh, a know, while, though. It, it took him a while, but listen, the Jets are this franchise where young quarterbacks' dreams go to die. We know this, okay? That's that's how it goes historically. Thankfully, Aaron is not that young. So, can the <laughs> Jets' defense be the 85 Chicago Bears or even the 2013 Seahawks' Legion of Boom? The glasses are coming off. Because uh -oh. I'd like to address anybody who thinks that this defense is anywhere close to the 2000 team 
or uh, the Ravens, excuse me, or the 85 Bears, or as Alfred said, the steel curtain, which is blasphemous. Yes, it is. The, this Jets defense might not even be better than the 08, 09 Rex Ryan teams. We have to remember that. That was the last great defense that the Jets have ever had. And guess where those two teams ended up? In AFC title games against your Steelers in one of those, right? So I don't know if they're that good. We have to see they're a top five defense. I don't even think they're better than Pittsburgh's defense this year. They're up there, but I'm not going to say that they're the one of the best historical defenses of all time. It's, it's not. They have good pieces but they don't have any real impactful linebackers, right? C.J. Mosley is pretty good, but he's not hes not Greenlaw. He's not anybody like that, right? Quentin Williams might be one of the best defensive linemen in football, right? He's up there, top five, right? We got Sauce Gardner, but the other parts of the defense is more of like a team thing. They don't have great individual pieces, individual parts. That, that 0-9 team, had great individual parts as well as a great defensive uh, coach that that was scheming and had exotic blitzes that used to they, they used to send at you. The 2000 Ravens, those teams were just so dynamic in regards and nasty. I don't see that type of defense. They can be a modern style NFL defense that can be able to bend, not break, and get some stops. But when you compare them to the even the Rex Ryan defenses and the Ravens and all the other historical defenses, they don't really come close, honestly. You make an interesting point in the fact that they need to focus on being the best defense in the league before they yeah. worry about being one of the greatest of all time. Again, yeah. again, and that's the before, before we even get to scores, before we get to some comments, I see here, uh, we, we've got to the, the Jets are, are again seven and ten team last year. Obviously, they added Aaron Rodgers. They talk like they're the defending champs or something. It reminds me a little bit of of the of the whole which this is LeBron <laughs> James we're talking about. We're getting to LeBron in the final segment, but this reminds me of the whole LeBron, not one, not two, not three. Like it, it, it right. gives similar similar sort of vibes. So it's it, it's I, I don't know if I if I love that. So I will start. I'll start with Alfred. Uh, Alfred, uh, solid take, uh, but this it's, it's blasphemy, buddy. It, it's just it, listen. I'm always I always try to be fair in the sense that you know even if I disagree, if it's a good take, there is no logical reason that this. Now you you did make the good point that listen, you, the, the rules have changed. You know, defenses maybe can't be as good to a certain extent as they were in the past. You mentioned the the seventy Steelers, uh, Raven, uh, sorry Steelers steel, uh, steel curtain, but. Uh, uh, no, buddy. I, I love you. No, we're, we're no, no. Devin, thousand points. Great take. Uh, I, I give you the thousand. I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, I think it was a good. Yeah, good take. Um, no, no, yeah, it was a good take because. And then you consider the fact that, listen, Baltimore obviously is, is in that conversation as well. The, the the 2000 Ravens defense, which I personally think is the greatest ever. Uh, so uh, for the Jets to be in that discussion even is is, is nuts. For, you know, forget the steel curtain and the the, the, the 2013 Legion of Boom Seahawks defense. Uh, yeah, but it's a good take by your, your part. Barry, you're in the lead. You're going to the final round once again, man. And by the way, you're going to face, uh, you're gonna face Devin in, in, in that round as well. We'll get to Alfred uh, before we obviously move on to that. Um, but no, that was a good take on your part. I won't even explain why because I think Barry has something to say. <laughs> you, you know, you know what's crazy about this whole thing is that I always tell you I'm the wrench. But what makes today even better than last week is that Alfred's going home. That's the best part of this particular show. The man bragged. The man that was just talking a whole bunch of smack to me for weeks. Talking about, oh, hey, I can't beat me on the 8 o'clock spot. Well, guess what, buddy? You're going home. You're going home. And you're going to watch me and Devin battle out for the championship this week. All right? So it's all right. It's fine. Be a teammate. You know, congratulate us. But you're going home. 
That's rough. That's rough. Alfred, your 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 thoughts. I'm gonna go play Madden and play as the Jets with their highly ranked defense and, and, and validate my point. How does playing Madden validate your point? Make sure you put it on all Madden too, not rookie. By the way, before I go, their defense in Madden is a top five defense this year. They're rated ninety. It is. Man, that don't mean nothing. It is a top five defense. Dude, do you know how back in the day when I used to actually used to be a Cowboys fan, for those of you who don't know, and then I ditched the franchise in 2020. But when I used to be a Cowboys fan, you know how many times I won the Super Bowl with the Cowboys playing, you know, Madden franchise mode? Okay, it's, it's, that don't mean nothing, man. Get out of here with that. I'm, I'm, get out of here. I'm just removing from the street for that. That's just, no, no. Madden. Madden. Come on, man. That's crazy. Okay. Before we get into our final uh, subject, I have a feeling this is going to be this, this is going to be an interesting one. Let's go to our final round rules. So, it's as simple as this. It is it is a it is a do or die type of segment where the winner gets ten thousand points. It really is. It's really the great equalizer of this entire tournament of this entire show. As we go on, the loser comes home with nothing. So this is a rematch. I think we've had this matchup twice. This is like the the third uh, you know third go around of this uh, uh, Nettles versus Grant once again uh, because you had uh, uh, Barry beating him twice. So is this a three peat for Barrington against uh, against Devin or is this Oof. Devin finally coming out on top and getting the best of we the champion? Of the king, this this should be fun. Speaking of the king, that's actually where we're going to go here. So, Rich Paul's on a podcast. He had a lot to say. So he was talking uh, to, I think it was Gilbert Arenas on Gilbert Arenas's podcast, and he was talking about how you know L- LeBron uh, doesn't get the credit that he deserves. He, he, he talking about referencing the 2020 bubble and how there's this asterisk next to LeBron, and he said, "quote If Steph wins in the bubble, do they discredit it? No, they don't." He went on to say, uh, talking about with the comparison between LeBron and Jordan, how LeBron is so scrutinized as an athlete. Uh, he, he was saying. Uh, in addition to, I'm not go- uh, really going to do it how y'all want me to do it. I'm probably going to decide how I want to do it. We all know that d- don't go over well, right? And so then you have this environment and sports society that's created, and so now you have to root against. There's a whole other thing Mike, Michael Jordan, never had to deal with because his hardest critic was probably uh, Peter Vesey. I just think LeBron's antlers uh, is in platinum and Michael Jordan's maybe in gold. Why? Because he had to be compared to Mike. Who did Mike have to be compared to? Very interesting points by Rich Paul. So I will start with you, Devin. Um, do you think LeBron faces an unfair criticism in the media? And more specifically, uh, do you think other stars would have gotten the quote-unquote asterisk next to their name had they won the 2020 championship down in the bubble? Yeah, I think LeBron take a lot of criticism, man. You know what I mean? But when you of the king, you know what I mean? When you call yourself the king coming out of high school, what you expect, that you know, a lot of things to go your way. I mean, a lot of things to come your way, you know what I mean? So you can't be too mad about that. And then also you got to think of the era that LeBron is in. He's in the social media era. So, you know what I mean? So things is going to get taken out real quick, real fast, versus back when Jordan, you had to wait till the newspaper come out. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? And then, you know, compared to Jordan – you know, you, we had comparisons, you know, like people that uh, we can could have compared Jordan to, like a Clyde Drexler was kind of in Jordan's field a little bit. But, you know, Clyde didn't win that many championships as Jordan. But, you know, what I mean, Larry Bird, you know, we had a lot of people that Jordan could have compared himself to. But, you know, what I mean, compared to what style of Jordan was bringing to the game, nah, there was no comparison then. So I think that as far as other people getting – that bubble championship, I don't think it would have been an asterisk. Honestly, I think if Jimmy Butler would have won that championship, I think that everybody would have crowned and gave Jimmy Butler his respect and finally be like, yes, he finally got that one championship underneath his belt. And it wouldn't have been no asterisk. 
You know what I mean? I I, I think that fully – I think if, if the Nuggets would have won that year, that's the team that the Lakers put out. You know what I mean? If the Nuggets would have won, I think they would still would have crowned Jokic as um being a champion because of the, of the time that he was coming up in. He wound up getting uh two back to backs MVPs at the that bubble. So I, I I think that LeBron, yes, take a lot of scrutiny, but you the king, you call yourself the GOAT. That's what's going to happen when you crown yourself the best. And I think if any other superstar would have won that bubble, I don't think they would have put an asterisk by it. You make interesting points, including one that I thought was 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 a great one in that. And I actually heard Stephen A. Smith uh, allude to this the other day that now with social media, now everybody's a columnist. Now if if LeBron misses a shot, oh LeBron sucks. You know if 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 Michael Jordan makes one mistake or loses the game on a turnover at the end, again like you mentioned, Devin, you don't hear about it, and or at least you don't hear about it. You don't get to read what other people have to say about it until the newspaper comes out the next day. You know in in Chicago and then around the country. So a very very good point on your part, uh, Barry. I know obviously well, I think both of you are Lakers fans. So I know Barry in particular. You're a Lakers and a, a huge LeBron fan. Uh, your thoughts on the, what Rich Paul said? Do you think there would have been an asterisk next to uh, other superstars if they won the bubble? And do you think uh, you know LeBron faces an unfair amount of scrutiny, certainly compared to that of Michael Jordan? Heavy is the head that the crown is on, right? So that's exactly what's going on. Of course, he would have. Of course, the, you know, the, the, there wouldn't be um anything there there'd be an asterisk with him or they wouldn't talk about it if Steph Curry would have did it everybody would have praised Steph Curry oh he's so courageous through the pandemic they kept the team together and he won the finals MVP but let's go ahead and go back into history does anybody remember 1999 when the Spurs won the championship there were 50 games that were played that year and they played the Knicks that ended up getting to the NBA finals now does anybody put an asterisk next to Tim Duncan's first championship? No, I don't think so. So it's always LeBron James because people are threatened by LeBron James's greatness, right? Anytime you talk about LeBron James, it's always Michael Jordan that's mentioned after that. And it's ridiculous. People always, they're very territorial when it comes to him. They're very territorial. Anything that he does, if, he, if he's going to, you know, destroy a Kobe Bryant record, He's going to get scrutiny for that. When he when he hit the all-time record, he got scrutiny for that. Anything that this guy does, and I, I just don't really understand it, when he's never been in trouble, he's been a model citizen, and out of all of the great other players that we idolize in regards to Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Ma oh, excuse me, uh, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, they all have some things in their personalities or things that happen in their lives that make you say, hmm, LeBron James has never had any of those things. So it's one of the, it, it, it's just the life that we live, the, the world that we live in, it's 24-7 news, news cycle. Back when Jordan was playing, TV went off. I remember that. At some point, TV went off, and it came back on at a certain point as well. So this is 24-7 news, news cycles. Everybody has a podcast. Everybody has a blog. Everybody has a has an IG live that they can be able to criticize LeBron James and talk about how bad he is or how this and that. And it, it's just the world we live in, man. It, it doesn't matter what he does. He's never going to garner the respect until he retires. Then it will change. When he retires, you're going to see this entire narrative of LeBron James switch. And I'm telling you that right now. Not only, and I agree with you certainly on the last point, not only would I think will the narrative shift, but I also think that 
the the NBA has they they really between Jordan and when LeBron came to the league they didn't really have a star to market Duncan Duncan and Shaq were probably the two best players in the league right. but they didn't play their game wasn't as pretty as Michael right. like LeBron's game isn't as, I don't think it's as pretty as Michael no but it, it, it's a it's a it's a beautiful brand of basketball to watch in terms of an IQ perspective right. uh, in terms of an athleticism perspective so uh, that's very interesting you guys I'm not gonna lie you you guys you guys made it tough on me uh, but when it's all said and done if I can go ahead and dial up the victory music uh, right now because I know it, it often comes in kind of late uh the champion for the eight o'clock spot this week is devin nettles i'm gonna give devin the victory uh for this week on the eight o'clock spot uh to, to, to win this week there it is there it is <laughs> look look at look at devin out here getting emotional look at this. he's giving me he's giving me crime barry actually the you know what the thing that separated it for, uh, for me for me was and then i'll go to devin is when you said, and I totally disagree with what Rich Paul said in this regard, that Steph Curry would have, you know, wouldn't have gotten the 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 the, the heat that LeBron got. You know why I disagree with that? Because Steph Curry got heat when Kevin Durant was his teammate. We still get to give Steph Curry love for 2017 and 2018. Okay, but they still yeah. love Steph more than they love LeBron. Eh, I yes. don't know. That's a, that's another conversation for another yes. show. Devin, yes. you are a champion. You overcome. The king, I say that in big time air quotes. Uh, <laughs> how, how do you feel today, sir? Woo! Like the pressure is off my back, man. And I, I gave it my all this week, boy. I, I seen all the chatters in the group chat saying that I wasn't even going to be in the finals and nothing like that. I came back for my third time and I finally got my first one. But anywho, Y'all make sure y'all go out here and check my 113th thought out. It's available right now. Shameless plug. Sure go out, yeah, check out my At The Bank episode. Also, Birds of a Feather is also available right now on the Grid Network. So, dope episodes. I guarantee you will love it. Barry, that's two straight losses in the final. Again, kind of similar to LeBron. You know, LeBron losing in the finals. You know, it's 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 kind of it's kind of kind of similar, Barry. I am the wrench. I told you that I don't oh, aim to care. win. But if I do win, it's all the better. All right? Listen, yes. I'm accumulating points here. If we look at that leaderboard, I'm still at the top. So just remember that. So mm-hmm. it's all that matters to me. Okay? Okay. That's that's it. And by the way, we're we're loading the leaderboard right now. So I'm just saying Devin is actually uh, gaining on you. If he wins another one of these, uh, it's going to be kind of yeah. interesting. Let's go to the comments real quick, and then we'll we'll, we'll get pretty close to wrapping it up. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dylan Lima says he can't control a pandemic. Well, that definitely goes without saying. Uh, to, uh, to be better gaming, shout out to Chris West for putting me on the podcast. Uh, wish y'all the best of the future. Absolutely appreciate everybody obviously chiming in uh, in the comments section. So uh, if we can bring Alfred here to sort of sign off. Uh, Alfred your thoughts on the on the final round there do you think i gave him a a, a deserving champion the the, the right man won and uh <laughs> barry your, your crown is bending in the back you might want to not not buy aluminum next time leave, <laughs> leave my crown alone okay it's old it's old it's fake, it's fake. <laughs> okay right, Bur- burger king Yes, it's true. Yes, yes, Before yes. we go, by the way, let's bring back the creepy Burger King instead of the stupid Burger King ads. I hate that. I hate Facts. those ads now. Um, they're terrible. Uh, let's look at the leaderboard real quick before we get out of here. Barry, obviously, still in first, a little over twenty six thousand points. Devin Nettles has taken over the second place spot from Dalton Brown a week after Dalton wins. Uh, Alfred, by the way, you're still uh, in fourth place, a little over eleven thousand points, and then at a distance. I mean, a 
distant, distant. Mike Guido, distant fifth. <laughs> Mike Guido, 1,700 points. Frozone Guido is going to have to come redeem himself. Frozone will be back. I Frozone will that. be back at some point. Adam Bessie from the Cowboys Camp Fan Podcast at 8.50 and John Rivera at 700. So, uh, uh, Devin, congratulations, the new champion, for certainly for this week, for the 8 o'clock spot. Uh, Raven Steelers in a few weeks going to be fun. We're, we're going to have to have some kind of battle, uh, you know, on your show or otherwise. So, NFL starts this week. I think at the end of the day, that's what we all care about. Football's back. College football's back. NFL starts in basically 48 hours from now. Cannot wait. So, thanks to everybody for watching. Obviously, be sure to go subscribe to the Grid Network on YouTube. Follow on Twitter, all social media, TikTok, Instagram, the whole bit. And uh, appreciate all three of our panelists, Devin, Barry, and Alfred. Great performances. Hold up, big, hold up. big, big trust, right? <laughs> I may have to dock points for that. But because the game's over, now I can't dock. And that, that's, the, that's, in, that's in the rule book for, for the 8 o'clock spot, the unofficial rule book, I guess. I just made up my head just five seconds ago. Okay. Hope everybody has a great week. We will see you next Tuesday in the 8 o'clock spot. I assume to react to a lot of NFL football, by the way, the day after the Jets in the Bills game. So that'll be fun. So uh, have a great week, y'all. We'll see you on Tuesday next week at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific time, the 8 o'clock spot, the best sports game show in town. See y'all next week. Until then, God bless y'all. Peace out.